This is the Artisan CEO Podcast, Season 4, Episode 4. This episode is a conversation with my friend Ashley Braswell, Facebook ads expert and founder of the Paid Ad Academy. And we're talking all about running paid ads for service-based businesses, which is something I've been dismissive of for a long time. Spoiler alert, she totally changed my perspective on spending money on Facebook ads when it comes to high-ticket offers like brand sessions. Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. I am so pumped for this episode. If you're a regular Artisan CEO podcast listener, you know that I do not often have guests on, but when I do, it's because I have someone that I know you as my listener needs to hear from. And after hearing Ashley speak about Facebook ads in her mastermind, I knew I had to get her on here to share some wisdom with you guys. So just a quick housekeeping note, because this conversation was somewhat sporadic, like I was like, hey, we're together in person, we should record a podcast episode. It means that we ended up recording when a bunch of folks were together from our mastermind. We were gathering in Connecticut for CEO week this summer. And because of that, you might hear a little bit of background noise from conversations that were going on in the room next to us. Say la vie, so is life when you are outside of your normal recording studio. And by studio, I mean your desk. <laughs> but even with the potential noise in the background, I knew that I couldn't pass up the opportunity to get Ashley on the podcast. It's a really, really good episode. A little bit about today's guest. With a contagious enthusiasm and a knack for simplifying the complex, Ashley believes that Facebook ads don't have to be scary, hard, or expensive. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, she is on a mission to empower you to amplify your voice with Facebook ads. Outside of business, Ashley is the girl who loves Disney, puns, great coffee, and an extra full glass of Pinot Grigio. She believes in community over competition, ethical marketing, and widening circles so everyone has a place. Hey friends, this is a really fun episode. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this conversation. I am here in Guilford, Connecticut for our CEO week with my mastermind and my friend Ashley Braswell and I were having just a couple conversations about Facebook ads and I, I wanted to have her come on while we're here together in person. We've never done an in-person interview like this before, except for Matt. Matt and I were in the same room when we recorded our interview for last season. Uh, but I wanted to have just a like a casual conversation that about Facebook ads for service-based businesses because this is something that does come up with our Brain Photography Academy students pretty regularly of should I be running any kind of paid ads to my services? So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. I'm so excited for you guys to meet Ashley. Ashley, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks so much, Abby. Yeah, I'm Ashley Braswell. I'm the co-founder of the Paid Ad Academy with my sister, Elizabeth. Um, and what we do is Facebook ads for impact-driven entrepreneurs. We focus in really hard on lead generation ads, which makes things a lot simpler. And we're really focusing on helping people just be able to access Facebook ads in a way that's not so scary and just a gentler approach. Yeah, I love that. And you started, tell us, where did you start at? Yes. So I actually began my journey as an entrepreneur as a wedding photographer. So back in the day, it was, oh my gosh, like 2012. I was shooting weddings for barely anything. Um, <laughs> we were moving around all the time. Um, and when we moved from Atlanta to Charlotte, that was a big, you know, you don't want to be driving three hours to have to shoot a wedding. So I had been learning a little bit about Facebook ads and I ran one Facebook ad and I booked out my entire season in Charlotte. 
Yes, with over 20 weddings. Now my price point was $2,500 at the time. This was 2016. So things are a little bit different now than they were back then, but I still am a huge believer in Facebook ads and the power of it for service providers, especially photographers. And it helps that they have a soft spot, you know, like in my heart. That's really interesting because I I know that like when I've answered that question from our students in the past of should I be running Facebook ads? I have said like, I don't know how effective Facebook ads are for service-based businesses when you're charging several thousand dollars for a product. So I, this is, that is fascinating that you booked an entire, if someone had told me that, that they booked an entire wedding season out on Facebook ads, I think I probably would have started earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, there were things I definitely did to lead up to that. I wasn't relying solely on the ads to only do the work. So I had spent a couple months actually preparing my Facebook at the time and doing weekly lives. It was called Behind the Veil. It's like really throwing me back now, but it was focused on brides. And so I'm running this traffic to get them to actually inquire, but I noticed that either before or after they would inquire, they would go to my, I was getting so much more traffic to my actual Facebook account. And so they were watching those videos and really getting to know me. And by the time the inquiry came through and we had our, you know, our call, they were already, you know, in love with what I had to say and how I did things. And it just, it was such a life-changing way to book business for me and my family that I started telling people and then they wanted to know how I did it. And I started teaching and that's kind of how everything came from there. So when did you leave the wedding photography industry? Um, funnily enough, I left in January of 2020. Oh, okay. Great, <laughs> great timing. Great yes. timing. <laughs> yes. I had been exiting for about a year prior to that, but I shot my last paid wedding in January 2020, and then I shot a family wedding in June of 2020. Oh, I bet that was like a total trip. Oh, it was crazy, and I was super pregnant. So I was, I was glad to be out, but also still have so much love for everyone who's still doing all of those things. Yeah. Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brand session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, then you're definitely going to want to join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll-Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, purposeful matters more than pretty, but who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist, but you have to have both pieces of that equation and learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist that changes everything. So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. It's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's going to leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. Okay, so what the I have never, ever run a service-based, and, and I'll also put this out there, Matt does all of our Facebook ads, and I am kind of an idiot when it comes to Facebook ads, so I'm going to ask you some really basic questions, but I'm also assuming 
some of our students are going to have too. So we'll just frame it that I'm asking those questions, not because I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just assuming that there's a level of elementary education here. Um, And you guys can laugh at me uh, in your car while you're listening to this. But so we've only ever run ads for the education side of our business. So for freebie downloads and um, to webinar registrations and podcasts, actually, we haven't really done many ads to the podcast. So you're saying that like for the service based side of things, it's an intangible product. Like if you were advising someone on how to do that today, let's say I want to run ads to the the agency side of my business, like where would you recommend that I start? Yeah, absolutely. So there's two kinds of campaigns that I recommend and it's totally fine to not know anything about Facebook ads. It's a very technical piece of, you know, something we can do for ourselves and for our advertising. Well, and it changes so frequently too. Yes, yes it does. It's, it is hard to keep up with. Um, so if you have someone that can mentor you or keep up, you can keep up with, I mean, I would love to be that for you and your people, but I mean, just pick an ads manager or someone who's educating on this topic that you trust and get your information from them. Cause it does change. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as a service provider, there's two ad campaigns that I love and it's an engagement campaign and a lead campaign. And when I say campaign level, it's kind of like when you open a folder on your desktop and you click into the folder and then there's more folders inside. You click into one of those and there's either, you know, JPEGs or whatever, some kind of file inside of that folder. So that's how the ads manager is set up as well. It's in three tabs. So a campaign is basically the one that's on your desktop itself. It's the overarching folder. And it's where you tell Facebook what result you want from that campaign. So an engagement campaign just means you want engagement and you want people to engage on your organic social media or whatever the post is you're posting. A lead campaign is when you're trying to get a lead. So that means an email address and a name preferably. So those are my two favorites. They're very easy to set up um, and they're also very effective and inexpensive. So you can run an engagement campaign for like $5 a day and a lead campaign for five or 10 and get great results. Now you're still gonna have to market on the back end with email marketing and those kinds of things. But I mean, what would it have cost you to go out and get that many leads at the beginning anyway? So I like it. So, okay, you talked through engagement campaigns and lead campaigns. What are the other kinds of campaigns? Like if I'm going into Facebook ads and I'm like, all right, I've never done this before. I'm a solopreneur. I want to run some ads for my business. What other kind of options are you going to see in there in addition to lead campaigns and engagement campaigns? Yeah, there's several. Um, there's awareness campaigns, there's sales campaigns, there's app campaigns. So there's there's several different options. I don't really use anything. And traffic is another one. I don't use anything other than engagement, leads, sometimes traffic and sales. Okay. But for a very, very beginner, lead or engagement. Yes. Okay. Okay. So a lot of I mean, me included, a lot of photographers learn by emulating what we've seen our favorite educators do, which is in the past has been running lead magnets. If you're not familiar with the term lead magnet, it is something that catches people's attention, stops the scroll. It's going to be like, oh, get my lighting gear download, or here's a checklist of 47 things that you, like 47 shots that you need to take at your next brand session, something like that. It's called lead magnet. And so we see other people doing that and we assume, oh, that's how we, that's, you need to have one of those in order to run a Facebook ad campaign. Is that a necessary requirement, some kind of opt-in? No, absolutely not. I mean, I love that. And I think that's a great way to get people who might not be ready to book with you that second, but you want to follow up with them later. However, if you don't have that, don't let that hold you back. You can run an engagement campaign alone, not even with a lead campaign, nothing else, just an engagement campaign at $5 a day. And the visibility that will get that will get for you, especially because most 
if not all brand photographers are, pro- are photographers in general are probably location based. So you're going to be able to reach a huge area in your community just by putting $5 a day behind it and staying top of mind. So I don't think that's necessary, but it's always helpful. So you're not necessarily running campaigns straight to somebody's like, because when I hear like, oh, let's run some ads for your services, I'm thinking like, okay, well, then we're sending them to abbygracephotography.com and the ad copy is like, hey, do you need to update your brand photos and like, come see my work? Is there a way to do it that doesn't just send people to a services page? Because that feels like either you're in or you're out, like mm-hmm. yes or no. That, that, that doesn't feel like there's anywhere to anywhere to go from there, which I think is why it's we've never run them because I yeah. feel like it's that would be really hard to convert people from a cold Facebook ad to then booking an eight or nine thousand dollar brand session. So you're saying there are other options. Yeah, rightfully so. I wouldn't run a cold ad to an eight or nine thousand dollar brand session. Like the engagement campaign, the purpose of it is to really let people get to know you and your business and then make have a way to follow up with them. So they we really want them to either like your page or go to the lead ad and do the putting their email address in. But the, I mean, just getting visible in front of people, it's no different. I used to say it's kind of like taking your business card to the top of the Empire State Building and just like throwing off a huge stack of them, right? And you're like, oh yeah, we're in New York City. We're gonna, all these people are gonna see my business card, but are they the right people? That's the question. Well, in Facebook ads, this is what makes it so fantastic is that you take your business card and you tell Facebook who you want them to give it to. Now, whether they take action with that business card or not doesn't really matter. That's not what you're trying to do. You're just trying to get in front of as many of your ideal people as possible. And if they're looking for brand photography, then the types of things that you post are going to trigger something in them. And you don't even have to make new stuff. I mean, if you're already on social media, you're probably already talking to your ideal client. You're probably already showcasing your work, talking about different posing things you're doing, talking about locations. That's the type of stuff you use in your ads too. You literally just pull that post in or that reel or whatever, and you put that in your engagement post and then you send it out to the people. And it, I know it sounds crazy and almost too good to be true, but it really does help with so much visibility and just getting out there in front of your new people. Okay, so we talked about Facebook ads. Let's talk a little bit about Instagram. It's obviously both of those are owned by Meta. Yes. Do you see any, um, any advantage to post, like let's say, okay, because I'm not, I don't post like, things on my static Facebook page anymore, unless I remember to, which is hardly ever because we don't get the, the organic reach on my Facebook page. And when I say organic reach, I mean, if I were to go to my Facebook page and post new blog posts, look at these amazing photos that I shot for Ashley Braswell's brand session. I mean, like 20 people, we have 12,000 people who've liked our Facebook page and like 20 people see it and we might get two likes on it. So the only real reason for me to post anything to my Facebook page organically is to then put money behind it for like a sponsored post or a like to boost the post. Sure. So on Instagram, it's a different story, mm-hmm. right? So can you talk about the differences between like putting money behind an already, like would you put money behind an organic post on Instagram that's already performing well? Yeah, I would. I, I think that's the first action. So it, it the first question I ask people when they come to me and they say, okay, hey, I want to run your, your Better Boost framework. That's what I, I call this. Mm-hmm. So they come and they're like, hey, I want to run this. I want to get in front of a bunch of new people. I know my business is great. I just need more eyeballs. I hear that all the time. I just need to get in front of my more of my real people, you know, my ideal people. So we start on the engagement. I ask them if they're active on social media. If they say no, <laughs> if they're like, <laughs> well, no, you are, you are. If they're like, no, I just started. My Instagram has like three pictures of my kids and that's it. Okay, well, that's not going to work. So. I'm going to give them like a nine grid strategy of things to talk about on their social media. So it's going to be about like 
talking about the business itself, maybe how they got into business, the type of people they like to serve, what sets them apart in the type of work that they're doing, um, things like that. There's, there's like a whole list. So then we take those posts or if they decide to make them into reels or videos or whatever, we take that and that's what we put money behind. Now that's a little more complicated, but if you're already posting, like you've been on Instagram forever, Abby, I'm sure there's tons of stuff that we can, it doesn't have to be something you posted in the last even six months. We could pull something from two years ago, as long as it's still, you know, something that you think you would be willing to let go out into the world. So we go through and we mine your Instagram, we find five or six posts that are either performing well, or we have a good message and just need more eyeballs behind it. And that's where we put the money at right there. Okay. So this is like actually very interesting to me because the whole reason we've never run Facebook at, sorry, Inst- we run, a, we run Facebook ads, but the only we've, we've attempted to like fiddle with Instagram ads, uh, but like had no idea what we were doing. Self-fulfilling prophecy. They didn't do very well. So this is really interesting to me because this means like we can take what, what I've already done, the work I've already done in the past and just scale that by yes. simply putting like $5 a day behind it and just like see how, I mean, one week of that would cost me $35. Like I could take a $35 gamble yeah. to see if it works. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the thing is like Facebook, okay, so Facebook owns Instagram. So when you run a Facebook ad, it runs on multiple platforms, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. And then, I mean, there's there's a lot of places it shows up. So when I'm talking about Instagram ads or, or Facebook ads, honestly, I'm always talking about doing it through the ads manager and making those selections inside of there. It's the best bang for your buck. You get the most options. You can do the most. The data is better there. Don't boost this in Instagram. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. like, don't do that because it's basically like it's better than it used to be, but it's still you're not getting the most money that you cut from that. So are you... I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm having a mind blowing moment because I thought that like if we didn't, I thought when we ran Facebook ads that we had to like create a completely different ad for Instagram. Like, can you use the same material from one platform to the next? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have, a you know, like tons of four and five figure businesses like per month spend in ad spend mm-hmm. and they're spending 10, 15, $20,000 a month. And we're using the same square format for Instagram and Facebook. And now sometimes we might crop them creatively or occasionally I'll make a story sized ad, but more times than not, I am running just square posts. Interesting. Okay. So this means like you can maximize what you're doing for the Facebook ad across other platforms. This is totally blowing my mind. I thought that, I thought it was like you had to create a different ad set for Facebook than you did for Instagram than you did for like you. Well, okay. Can I, let me insert something here too, because I feel like Facebook ads are similar in the way that it's done in practice, like a doctor. So like doctors practice because it's not an exact science. Well, Facebook ads, we we manage, but it's all different. And similarly to doctors, how there's different special specialities or like there's holistic doctors, neurologists or whoever, and they're going to give you different advice. I'm going to probably give different advice than another ads manager. And that's okay because there's a lot of ways to find success on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So while the way you were doing it, that that might have totally worked for you. That might be like a perfectly fine strategy. This is just the way that I do it. I am getting results from it and I find it to be easier and a little bit like um, more approachable, especially for people who have never run ads before or maybe have some fear surrounding that type of thing. Okay, so that that's all of that is super helpful. Can you talk a little bit about targeting? Because I think that's where we got had some trouble getting started was we were targeting maybe the wrong people or we didn't understand the purpose of targeting. Can you give us like a very brief overview of what is targeting and and if someone's going to go out and run their first ad tomorrow, some helpful things for them to know? 
Yeah, absolutely. So targeting today is a lot different than it was even two years ago. There's so much that's changed on Facebook because of all these new privacy laws that have come out. So targeting used to be that you would get really, really specific and you'd be like, I want to reach people who, so actually it's funny, um, Caitlin James is an option to target on Facebook. And so it's like her, people always ask me, they're like, can I target Hope Taylor? Can I target? I'm like, no, it's only Caitlin. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> but, there a, I mean, can you opt out of targeting? No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Because there are certain audiences that we have tried to target where we it's just not an option. Yeah, it's Facebook is crazy. I can't begin <laughs> to tell you like why they do the things they do, but you have to go in there. So, okay, so you could have in the past done something like that. Now with the way privacy laws and such are, Facebook has gone really hard on their AI to comb the words and the photos you're using in your ad. And they're using that to help your targeting. And what they want you to do is to actually either not put any targeting in there at all. So don't put anything or to put a very, very big audience, like multi-millions of people. So what I would recommend to photographers who are serving a local audience would be to do it location-based. So you just go in and you put in an address. It's, you know, it can be like the center of your city or whatever, and then put a mile ratio. So it can go up to 25 miles. You can, mm -hmm, yeah, Yeah. a radius. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So then you put that and go up to 25 miles. You can put multiple. So you could do like, for me, I might've done like Charlotte and then also done maybe like Asheville, North Carolina or something something like that so that I can get more people. I think that is exactly what I did actually. Um, and then let it be, don't do anything else. Okay. And Facebook will find your people. How long should you let it run? Let's say you start running the ads and the first day it's like, oh my gosh, it's costing you $10 per click. Like the, I think the initial tendency is, oh, freak out and shut it down. But how, (laughs) how long would you, do you say is like, you have to let it run for X number of days before you start to make changes? Okay, so this one depends on how much money you're spending because it is about it is a matter of days. I personally prefer to leave things going for a minimum of five days, preferably a full week. And with the money, if you're spending $5 a day, you might need to let it even go a little bit longer because you're not spending that much. Mm-hmm. If you were spending $50 a day, you would have plenty of data. It's it's a matter of having 100 people that saw your ad or, you know, 100 a thousand or 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. So you want to have a big enough data group to pull from to make a good decision. Okay. That's really good. Okay. So if I wanted to run an Instagram ad for, um, like a, a reel that did really well for me last year or that we, we ended up booking a couple of clients off of, is that, so you said, don't just put money, don't just boost it. Don't boost it. So it needs to be re-uploaded then? No, 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 no. What you do is you go to Ads Manager on Facebook. So you can reach that by going adsmanager.facebook.com. It's going to open up a like multi-tab kind of Google Sheet looking thing and you press create. There's a neither blue or green button in the top left. Facebook likes to change things for different people. It's so fun. Let me tell you, like teaching this is awesome. So they press you press the create button, then you're gonna select your engagement tab for your ad campaign type, then the ad set levels, what they'll take you to next. And that's where you pick your targeting. So that's where you'd put in your, you know, location. Then when you get to the ad level, instead of create ad, you're going to click use existing post and using existing post, it's going to open up another box. And inside that box, it's going to show you all of your Facebook posts, all of your Instagram posts, everything that is usable. So things that they wouldn't let you use would be like things with copyrighted music. Um, they don't let you use carousel ads, carousel posts in this specific type of ad. They will let you do in other types, but in engagement, they won't. So as long as your reel doesn't have any kind of copyrighted music in it, 
then you just go back and find it. So you can either grab the post ID, which is just in the URL on Instagram. You can look on your desktop and then grab the little like burst of numbers or letters. Um, that's the post ID and go back, type it in and ta-da, your ad's done. That's it. And you don't have to like type in a new copy or no, it pulls everything right from that existing post. Oh my gosh. I'm very excited. This makes things a lot easier. For yes. Me. And you can, you can even add a button. Like, so you could add your website button on the bottom or you could leave it blank either way. There's different, you know, thoughts on that, but yeah. Okay. Going back to the, I have a question about targeting. So you mentioned that you can target like up to, is it up to 25 mile it radius? Is. It's not, you can't go any higher than that. I think so. Don't pull me to it. It might be 50. I think it's 25. Okay. <laughs> so what about someone like me who like 70% of our brand shoots are require a flight in a hotel? Like I don't, what if I wanted to run ads for my services, but I don't necessarily just want to be limited to the DC area. What if I want to target people in Texas and California and Chicago? Yeah, absolutely. So the way you would do that is something we're calling interest stacks. So you would want to have some kind of common theme between most of your ideal audience. So for you, I feel like it's probably going to be business owners. Um, and people who are at a point in their business where they can invest in really beautiful uh, brand photography. So if I were going to advise you on running that kind of ad, I would say, okay, Abby, let's pick the United States. So we'll we'll keep it there. Um, I'm going to leave age. I'm going to leave gender open. And then under detailed targeting, you're going to open that up and there's like a little search bar. So I'm going to start just typing in business owner. And then and it's going to pull up a, a bunch of stuff. So you're going to hit the suggestions box, a little suggestions linked word that's right there in the box. And then it'll pull up all kinds of things. So like for you, I just, this is mostly the type of person I run ads for. So mm -hmm. I just happen to know this, but I would do like creative entrepreneurship or small business owners or, and I would go down a whole list. And so I typically break them into categories so that I can kind of still test them, but have these big, huge audiences to test. And what I really like is um, authors and public speakers. So people like uh, Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, um, Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield. I put them in one audience mm -hmm. and then I put a software audience together. So that's going to be like software, like um, Asana, Squarespace, Kajabi, Kajabi Wix, FG. F yeah, I don't think that's an option actually. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's all those kinds of people. And then I'm probably going to choose like a base entrepreneurship one as well. That would be, like I said, creative entrepreneurship down that level. And then I'll test a broad audience too. I will literally leave it wide open and just test it and see what happens. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is that like, we shouldn't be afraid of iterating with Facebook ads. It's not like a put some money in and if it didn't work out, then you just call it and Facebook ads don't work for you. That no. there's Try it like that didn't work. Try again. It's almost like testing a recipe. Yes, testing a recipe or testing a business model. I feel like, okay, you get into business and you're like, oh, well, a membership didn't work for me. Or if you get into business, I thought I wanted to be a newborn photographer at first. I photographed my first newborn, which thank goodness was my niece. But I was like, I never want to do that again. <laughs> like, that was terrible. Yeah. But I didn't call quits on photography. I mm. called quits on newborn photography. Yeah. So you kind of have to get in and find what works for you and your business and your personality type too. And then realize that Facebook ads are dynamic and changing and what might have worked for the last three months all of a sudden tanks because who knows? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you have, this has been so helpful. Ashley, thank you so much. Um, I feel I've learned a lot. Listen to <laughs> I'm sure when Matt goes to edit this episode, he's going to come back and be like, did you, I didn't know that. Now we're going to change how we do our well, ads. You can call me with his questions. I'm happy to help. Perfect. <laughs> 
Um, so you have a podcast too that just uh, just launched, right? I do, I do. It's called Hey, How That Happened, and it's just about like breaking glass ceilings and tearing down gatekeeping. Because I, I, I don't know about you, but becoming an entrepreneur, I was one of the only ones in my friend group who did that. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of questions like, "How'd you do that, Ashley? How are you staying home? How are you? so?" I'm just interviewing other business owners and giving business tips. And there's a lot of Facebook ads there too. Oh, I love that. So you, are you talking to like other creative business owners? Like who? Like who's on your dream list of people to interview for your? Podcast? Oh my gosh, my dream list. It's there's a lot of people. Yeah, creative business owners for the most part, mostly women. It's just like a little bit different, I think, for us, when, especially when we're raising families and having businesses. Mm-hmm. So talking about those kinds of things and just how we got started, what really helped us make our business go faster and farther, mm-hmm. those types of things. And it's called Hey, How'd That Happen? Hey, How'd That Happen? And it's currently live. <laughs> it is, yes. Perfect. Is, we'll link it to it in the show notes. Awesome. Um, Ashley, thank you so much. for This has been amazing. Please tell me where can people, where can people find you? Where If someone wanted to dive deeper into doing their own Facebook ads. Do you have any resources that could help with that? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have a resource called the Better Boost Framework that teaches you in detail how to do this engagement ad I'm talking about. There's like videos and all this stuff. Um, and it's at thepaidadacademy.com slash boost. And it's how much? It's $27. Which is bananas, people. <laughs> it is $27. Um, and then I have a membership that's launching mid-August. Um, it's called the Adco Collective because you glow ad Ashley, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate your time. Yep, it's my privilege. Coming up in the next episode, we'll be talking about how to stop waiting for permission when it comes to your big ideas and audacious ambitions. I'll be sharing how to move past the temptation to wait for external validation and to get moving on the big projects you've been dreaming of tackling, but maybe felt too insecure to put out into the world. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?